So welcome to Exodus 19, A Nation Married to Yah, with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you're having a blessed Sabbath. I pray also that whatever you and your family are going through, that Yah gives you the strength to go through it. So I just wanted to finish up, because today is Sunday morning, the first day of the week. And I just wanted to finish up on what we were talking about yesterday. Exodus. So we're going to call this Exodus 2. Not going to do a lot of talking. We're going to get right into it. We're going to read Exodus 24. We're going to start what we finished off yesterday. Let's get started. Exodus 24.1. And he said unto Moshe, Come up unto Yahweh, thou and Aaron and Nahab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. And Moshe alone shall come near Yahweh, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. And Moshe came and told the people all the words of Yahweh, and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which Yahweh has said, we will do. So we see right here that the people agreed to the covenant. Right? He agreed to it. 24.4 And Moshe wrote all the words of Yahweh, rose up early in the morning, and built an altar under the hill, and, and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Okay? And he sent the young, he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen, unto Yahweh. And Moshe took half the blood and put it in the basins and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant, the book of the covenant, he took it, and read it in the audience. And the people said, all that Yahweh has said we will do and be obedient. So the people agreed to the covenant twice. And now the instruments of blood are, are are sprinkled with blood. So we go to eight. And Moshe took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which Yahweh hath made with you concerning all these words. So now we see the people agreed to the covenant twice. Now the covenant is blood ratified. <clears throat> In addition to that, right? Nine. Then went up Moshe and Aaron, Nahab, Abihu, and 70 of, 70 of the elders of Israel, and they saw Elohim of Israel, and there was under his feet as it was were a paved work of a sapphire stone, as it were the body of heaven in his in his clearness. Eleven, and upon the nobles of the children of Israel he laid not his hand, also they saw Elohim and did eat and drink. So the people agreed to the covenant twice in this chapter. The uh, covenant is blood ratified in this chapter. And now you start to see that they're having a covenant confirming meal um, in this chapter in uh, verse 11. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw Elohim and did eat and drink. So it's a covenant confirming meal here, right? So. 12, and 
Yahweh said unto Moshe, come up to me in the mount and be there, and I will give thee the tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. So I want you to teach these, this nation my commandment, my laws, right? And Moshe rose up and his minister Joshua and Moshe went up into the mountain of Elohim. And he said unto the elders, tarry ye here for us until we come again to, unto you. And behold, Aaron and Ur are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moshe went up into the mount, and the cloud covered the mount. And the glory of Yahweh abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moshe out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of, Moshe, of Yahweh was like the devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. So we see in 24, the people agreed twice to the covenant. It was blood ratified, right? And then you see that they had a covenant confirming meal, closing out the deal for the covenant. The law's not mentioned yet, right? So now if you look at, and I'm not going to read these, but if you look at on your own time, Exodus 25. Exodus 25, 1 to 9 talks about the collecting of the supplies from the people to do the things that they need to do. Exodus 25, 10 to 22 talks about building the Ark of the Covenant. Exodus 23 to 30 talks about building the table of showbread. Exodus 25, 31 to 40 talks about building the lampstand. Exodus 26, 1 to 33 talks about building the tabernacle. Exodus 26, 34 to 37, he's telling them how he wants it all set up inside the tabernacle. Exodus 27, 1 to 8, they're building the brazen altar. Exodus 27, 9 to 19, they start making the outer court. Exodus 28, they're making the holy garments. Exodus 29 is a continuance of the, making the holy garments and, and the cleansing for the priest. Exodus 31 to 7, they're building the altar of incense. Exodus 17, they're building the labor out in the outer court. Exodus, that's 31, right? In Exodus 31, in Exodus 31, Yah is telling Moshe who he wants to build everything, the man that he's given wisdom to, to deal with the different materials, to make everything come to fruition. Right? So that's all. You can go check all that out. So me, so 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 you see that from 24, the people agreed to the covenant twice. It was blood ratified. It was a covenant confirming meal, all in 24. You see from 25, 26, Exodus 27, Exodus 28, Exodus 29, Exodus 30, Exodus 31. Moshe is in the mountain. The people don't know what happened to them. 
So let's go to Exodus 32. Still, with all the design of the tabernacle and the outer courts and all the, um, the, the pieces and tools that they need, no law yet. So now let's go to Exodus 32 and read that, see what we get. Exodus 32 and 1. And when the people saw that Moshe delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as this Moshe, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. So earrings in your ear is something that the Israelites did. It wasn't just for females. It was for, you can see, the wives and your sons and your daughters. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graven tool. After he had made it a molding calf, and they said, This be our God, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Talking about a smack in the face. How can something bring you out of Egypt when you're already out? So after all that Yah did, you're going to give the credit to this golden calf when you just agreed to the covenant. So now the covenant is blood ratified, which means everything that's agreed to cannot be taken away from and cannot be added. Right. So it says, and when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to Yahweh. And they rose up early on the morrow and they offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Seven. And Yahweh said to Moshe, go, get thee down for thy people, which thou brought out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. Strike one. Right. He said, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made a molding calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed unto it and said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And Yahweh said to Moshe, I have seen these people and behold, it is a stiff necked people. They're messing up bad. And this is all based on them breaking the covenant. No law mentioned yet. 10. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them, them, and I will make of thee a great nation. You were not included in this. I could start a whole new nation through you. Let me destroy them, and I can make a whole new nation starting just with you. Because you were not included in this, because you were up here with me. But Moses, Moshe intercedes for the children of Israel, and Moshe besought Yahweh, his Elohim, and said, Yahweh, why do thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with, and with a mighty hand? 
He says, wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. He said that if you destroy them out here, the people are going to, the, the other people, the other nations are going to say that you couldn't handle them. And that's why you destroyed them. 13. Remember Abraham. Why we got to remember Abraham? Genesis 12. Isaac, later on, but attached to Genesis 12, the covenant, the promise they made to each other. And Israel, Jacob. Genesis 12. Without Abraham, there's no Isaac in Israel. Genesis 12. This is what he's telling him to remember. And if it wasn't for these guys, mostly Abraham, I think every, I think everybody would have been destroyed because he had to remember his promise. He said, remember them, thy servant to whom thou swearest by thy own self and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And Yahweh repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. And Moshe turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. And the tables were written on both sides, on the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of Elohim, and the writings were the writings of Elohim, graven upon the table. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moshe, there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. These guys are having a party. Who's that sound like? And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moshe waxed, anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hand and brake them beneath the mount. So he threw them down. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in fire and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink it. And Moshe said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee, that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? For they said to me, Make us gods which shall go before us. For as this Moshe, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. So the people made me do it, Aaron said. But he never apologized. Aaron never apologized to Yah or to Moses for what he did here. He said, and I said unto them, whosoever hath any gold, let him break it off. So they gave it me. Then I cast it into the fire and there came out this cat. But earlier it says that Aaron fashioned it, right? But now he's saying this just came out. And when Moshe saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked, unto their shame among the enemies, right? 26, then Moshe stood in the gates of the camp and said, who is on Yahweh's side? Let him come unto me 
And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. This is how you get the Levitical priesthood. Because the Levites, the Levites uh, jumped into position when Moses said, who's on my side? If it was any other nation, any other, any one of the other tribes that would have did this, the priesthood would have been named after them. But because the Levites gathered themselves unto Moshe, they became the Levitical priesthood. It wasn't something that was organized. It was just at this moment at the start. And he said unto them, Thus saith Yahweh Elohim of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother. This is inside the, the nation of Israel. This is the Levites going to kill their evil brothers. Gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moshe, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000. And Moshe has said, Consecrate yourselves today to Yahweh, even every man upon his son and, every, and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moshe said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now will go up unto Yahweh. Preadventure I shall make a atonement for your sin. Right? Almost done. And Moshe returned unto Yahweh and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which thou hast written. And Yahweh said unto Moshe, Whosoever, not you, not you, but whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. So everyone that participated is going to be blotted out of my book, not you. That's why I offered to make another nation through you. Therefore, go now go, lead the people into the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, my angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. So I'll get them later. And the angel that I'm sending before you, he's going to be the witness between me and you. And Yahweh plagued the people because they had made the calf with which Aaron made. So right here, this chapter, you can see that now the law is brewing. But from Genesis 1 to Exodus 34, everything was covenant. So what's your point, Rich? This is my point. The Bible said the spirit of Elijah was to return the hearts of the sons back to the father. The spirit of Yahshua HaMashiach, his job is to return the hearts of the sons back to the father. So no, one of the reasons why I was saying that we had to follow the law was because I looked at from Genesis 1 to Exodus 34 as the same thing. But you can clearly see that it's two things, covenant commandment and then the law, which is still not really started yet. 
So when you say the Feast of the Tabernacles and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it's, it's under the law. We don't have to do it. Unleavened Bread was mentioned before the law is even mentioned yet. The Sabbath day is mentioned before the law is even established yet. Clean and unclean animals, dietary law, is mentioned before the law is established. And when the law is established, they're just further explained the Sabbath and the different feasts and the unclean and dietary law. They're explained further. So that's when you're thinking, oh, well, they're in the law. No, they're in the covenant commandment. So when they broke the commandment, the law was a schoolmaster to teach them how to stay close to Yah, which was still not good enough. But it held them close until Yahshua came. When Yahshua came and died on the cross, he divorced you from the schoolmaster, um, parentheses, the law, to now make you single again to marry, not grace, not to be under the grace dispensation, but he had, he destroyed the law that you were married to so that now you can single. Remember the law says, if you were married, you can't marry another, right? Well, Yahshua died on the cross, not only to uh, save you from your sins, I died on the cross and taking your penalty, but he also gave you a way to divorce the law in the New Testament to do what? To go back to Genesis 12. Unleavened bread, Sabbath day, clean animals, and other things that showed your love for Yahweh and then showed your love for your neighbor. So I think that the, this last episode yesterday and this episode today, this morning, should clearly explain the difference between commandment, covenant, and the law, which we haven't even started reading about yet. So I want you to enjoy your Sunday, the first day of the week, and shalom. <laughs>